0: there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, co-host Jazzy Fiddle. Poop is yummy. <laughs> yes, he
1: did. It. <laughs> <laughs> he did
0: it. I'll give uh, it to you this week. Thank you. You changed it back to normal, so I was figuring you would probably catch it, but you didn't. And uh, let's welcome producer Deadite Knight. Battle born, battle born, I'm born for battle, yeah. That's the highlight of the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we want to wish Cable2KX a speedy recovery. He's uh, been kidnapped by William Stryker. Yep. <laughs> well, right, yeah. I mean, the pencils just weren't cutting it anymore. That's right. <laughs> That's right, everybody. He's getting animanium. In his skeleton. Going, going, his skeleton, he's going, yeah. going full-blown metal pencil Wolverine. It's, <laughs> his insurance
1: could really only pay for aluminum. We're telling him it's animanium. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. the the Patreon the Patreon members took care of that for us. Yeah. Oh, so they, they upgraded yeah. to tin? We got him. We got him that upgrade. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like um, you know, half-ass recalled animanium, but super brittle. It's actually It's lead. It's actually lead. Yeah. <laughs> <land.
2: laughs> so, uh, cable. We wish you a happy recovery, and, uh, you know, it'll be good having you alive for the next uh, three and a half weeks before you die of lead poisoning.
0: <laughs> but in all reality, Cable's taking care of some things. I think he's going to be more uh, talkative about it on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash GameZilla podcast. So make sure to hang out with him during his recovery as he streams some video games and probably talks about his uh, new journey that he's taken. So uh, we hope to have him back soon. It's a Dodge journey. That's right. Yeah. And buying a new car. Okay. Welcome. while listening
2: to the best of journey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bought for five ninety nine, the Walmart Value Ben. Welcome to episode one hundred and seventy one of the GameZilla podcast. <sighs> I'm afraid to even ask. Well, how you doing, Ethan? How you doing, Dead Eye? I- you know, I am well.
2: I am I am doing splendid. hmm hmm How how's your week been? You know, <laughs> you know, it's one this was definitely one of those weeks where Work was atrocious and made me want to swallow a big uh, container of pills. And then I do that every morning. Yeah, you know, it made me think about doing it. Uh, So it was actually a really nice week to be able to get a little bit of gaming in, decompress. uh, Still playing Sonic Mania. I'm close to finishing all the levels, so you know, I'm I'm still out to prove Xander wrong. Um, And I got back into uh, working my way through Last of Us. So I figure a cable's not here, so I gotta give that naughty god hype. I love that game. It's it's fun. I I, I got it last December, and then all of a sudden I got sidetracked by Zelda. He and, loves that you know.
0: game. They get sidetracked so easily. Like Rocket League will come out on Switch, and be like, I'm sidetracked. I have the attention span. Of a Labrador, like it's like ooh a new game, ooh a new game, ooh this
2: old game I've literally owned for twenty years. Like I just um back and forth all over the place. So um you know, and I I, I play it in like hour sessions, so I don't like just sit down and rock through it. Um, but I'm still uh, liking every twist and turn in the story and the gameplay is still really fun. So if you
0: haven't played Last of Us, it's like twenty bucks. The only problem is like he only picks it up once every three months, so he likes the current twist, but he doesn't remember the previous twist, so he has to play the game over and over from the start. Listen.
2: When I finish this game, well, the, after the PlayStation Six
0: comes out, <laughs> I'll be able to give a full review. Yeah,
2: and um, a real
0: a real review, yeah. the one that doesn't exist currently. Yeah, yeah. straight from the heart, from the yeah. of a child, because that's
2: when
1: you started this game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. I, yeah,
2: I started it. I actually originally started it on the PlayStation Three uh, on launch day, like five years ago or whatever that was, and uh, you know I upgraded to playing it on PlayStation Four. And I'm actually really excited. I'm three hours into this game, and I've been playing you know for seven years
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: jazzy how have you been how have you been <laughs> i've been great i did some house sitting this weekend so i was bored as shit. so i played a ton of league of legends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i got to watch a fight
0: yep yep yeah i joined you in that uh, watching of yep. the fight i got lost you mean that brawl between the tigers and the yankees yeah, yeah. that fight yep. nice and mayweather
2: and
1: mcgregor i got lost I wanted McGregor to win. I think everyone wanted McGregor think, yeah, to win. Yeah, the
0: whole world wanted McGregor to win just because it would have been the story, right? You know, but he put a he put a he put a decent fight up. He did better than I actually thought he was going to do. So I'm not I'm not too upset about it. I'm proud of him. Yeah. And then uh, league semifinals happened. Yeah, we're gonna are we gonna save the the nah, results? Yeah, we'll save it. We'll save the results.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to wait an entire show for those ones. Stay right. tuned.
0: But, uh, cool. Well, yeah, I played a lot of League with Jazzy, uh, and, and we got Ecto Cooler to try yep. out League for the first time. We got uh, Five oh, Mile Rick to join. R.I.P. Ecto. Ecto enjoyed you. it, too. R.I.P., man. Another, another newcomer that is saying they enjoyed League. Hmm. R.I.P. Dead Eye, looking over at you. We all know I don't like things that other people like. I don't know,
1: but this is different. Because I don't you- remember the last time I had a dream about something I didn't like. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Just saying.
2: Uh, I have a lot of nightmares, Jazzy. <laughs> I have sleep paralysis. I have the most horrific nightmares. Uh, I mean, if you guys will play two hours of Battleborn with me, I'll play one hour of League with you. Ooh. Done. Ooh, done. Yeah, it's not gonna happen because I'm not reinstalling Battleborn <laughs> now. I'm removing my hard drive for that. <laughs> he built up my hopes and then flushed them down the toilet so quickly. But I at least know how I can get you to play Battleborn.
0: Yeah, well, I, we played. Uh, we did get to play a lot of league. We got back into rank play, which is something we haven't done in a while. Uh, got myself back into uh, some promotion matches and lost them because. That's just that's just the way it goes. Yeah, you, bad, I find I luck. find good teams when I get when I need those last couple wins to get to the promotions, and then I find the worst teams in the world during promotions. So we'll get there eventually, but it was fun to get back to some ranked. Uh, it's been been a while, so that that was it was enjoyable. And I believe I'm one
1: win away from my silver promotion series in yeah. bronze one.
0: Yeah, you're up there. Now, when you get to bronze one and you're trying to move to your silver, that's a five-game series. Five series, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, when you're a measly bronze five, it's a three-game series. And once you make your promotions once, when you get back to it, they give you a win <laughs> to start you with. So, really, there's only two matches, and you just need one win, and I didn't get it. So I'm like, up oh. back to bronze five. I'm only a win away again from going back into my promotions once again to try to get to yeah, bronze we'll get four. Right. But yeah, it's it's brutal. But, yeah, had some fun with that. Uh, we got to play with the uh, Phantom jo- Phantom Joe and uh, Mister Elsie. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. And like I said, then we had a couple new people join us, and um, you know, just getting ready to for our trip. So Le- League is taking a lot of my time. I did play some Sonic Mania, um, and also played. Some Overwatch. We did play some Overwatch yeah. together. Yeah, so we dusted off Overwatch. That was um, that was nice. I, it's been a while since I played Overwatch, so I had some fun, and we got to play. It was uh, Deadite. Uh, Jazzy Fiddle joined us eventually. We had uh, Cable join us as uh, Xander. Sashin. Sashin. Yeah, and uh, and then I think a few people cycled in and out. Um, you know when, when we had to go do dinner or whatever else. It was, it was. good to
2: get my old Roadhog hook out.
0: Yeah, no, it felt real good, and, you know, we got some news coming up uh, today about Overwatch, which I think will bring will make us even more interested in kind of getting back into uh, putting some time into the game. So, but yeah, that's what we've been playing this week. You can always let us know what you're playing or join us in some of these games by simply joining the Discord. And Cable, how do you join the Discord?
2: Exclamation point. Chat, no, what is it? No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's Discord, yeah, it was close in enough. the chat
0: right here on Twitch or simply go. To. You tried, you tried. Got, I got two I of the words half, right.
2: I got two of the words right.
0: I give right. you half the credit for at least attempting it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, the like, voice was spot on though. Perfect.
1: Yeah, for I thought the, for the voice, game. I'll give yeah. you eight percent, and then for the
0: actual saying, I got two I'll, thirds I'll of the information th- correct. I'll bump it up to nine percent. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways uh, you can join by if you're, if you're watching this live you can join by entering in the chat Exploration Point Discord it will give you a link click it, you're in uh, if, you are, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio or anywhere else you like to listen to podcasts just go to MotorCityGaming.com it's a website and you'll find it right on the homepage join the MCG Discord again, it's free talk to gamers around the world about video games every day you can influence a show and get early access to
1: GameZilla Alpha Ooh. by supporting us on Patreon.com slash Podcast, like The Glitch, who says, As a fan of video games and track and field, I remember being extremely excited when Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games was announced. Granted that the game was mediocre, it was nice to see Sega and Nintendo come together to collaborate on a game featuring their top IPs. Fast forward to last Saturday. We got to see an amazing boxing fight between a skilled UFC fighter and a statistically boxing's greatest boxer. I mention these two things because it has me thinking. Will last Saturday's bout be the beginning of a new era of combat sports? Do you think a boxing slash UFC crossover game is in our near future? Friend of the show, The Glitch.
0: I mean, on the game front, we have like for honor, which mashes up Vikings versus samurais versus you know like all sorts of different fighting styles um you know, and on like a fantasy side on the on a television show I wouldn't even say fully fantasy I would say history channel, we did have that show that was the the mashup of certain warriors versus other warriors, and they would like break down the weaponry yeah, and the, ultimate tra- warriors yeah like what that. I, yeah and um you know, so seeing it more so, I don't know. You know, like this fight was was cool, you know, it was interesting because it was different, but I don't know if it'll spark you know what we I don't think it's gonna spark anything crazy right out the gate. Like you know, Mayweather's not gonna go in, in the octagon and get killed by, by a UFC fighter. It's just not gonna happen.
2: My my thoughts about it is what MMA fans learned from watching this fight well we'll specifically talk about the undercard of the fight boxing boxing is actually pretty boring like watching those undercard fights was not nearly as fun as watching the undercard fights on a UFC event or even like a Bellator another MMA mixed martial arts is a more dynamic combat sport there's more action there's more going on And there's more often more definitive finishes in the fight, so it's a little more exciting to watch. So, I think people that weren't boxing fans watching that maybe had a little hard, a little bit of a hard time watching it. Now, the opposite side of that is. I have not played any of the UFC or UFC 2 video games, the, the most recent ones after they sort of re- re-evaluated the series. But what I've heard is the control schemes are a little bit too complex. Like, I would even maybe argue, similar to the reason why Maddens and NBAs and those games aren't as fun for me as what they used to be, is because the control scheme is too complex. Where I've never played a boxing game that I thought the controls were too complex. You go from something simple, like a punch-out or a ready-to-rumble, all the way up to, you know one of the more uh, boxing simulator games, they're more simple and they're more fun to play. So from my gaming standpoint, I don't know if it would be nice if maybe the there was a blending in styles where there was a UFC game that was maybe more uh, easily obtainable by a casual fan, which I think that would be marketed towards very well. Um, in the way that boxing is, but I, I'm not sure if this was a this event would be a revival for boxing. I think the UFC is just going to continue to keep gaining its momentum as the dominant combat sport.
0: I mean, the fact that a you know a a good UFC fighter, but I'm not even going to sit there and say he is like the greatest of all time or or, any, or even one of the greatest yet. But,
2: but certainly, good the most popular,
0: right? Yeah, currently. But to say that that UFC fighter came in and did fight against you know, arguably the greatest boxer ever to take, you know, to, to fight and stood up through 10 rounds, you know, it tells me that like, you know, here's the, here's the elite. And even though they're 40 years old and on the decline in, in most you know people's eyes, you still had a guy that first time came in and said, Actually said, you know, and actually competed. Actually stood, stood his ground. So for my, I, I agree with Deadite with the uh, concept that UFC is going to continue to grow because you just watched a first timer come out of the UFC, go into someone else's arena, and content and actually compete, you know. So maybe you will—you're not going to see Mayweather, but maybe you will see boxing cross over a little bit to, you know, where some people want to give the Octagon a try. It's probably happened in the past. You know, a fighter is a fighter. Where they want to fight is their decision. But I don't know. I mean, USC is interesting. I think it definitely is growing. And to your game comments on this, I think the the problem is I used to play a ton of sports games as well when I was younger. And they were more arcadey. They they weren't as like you said. They weren't as complicated. And it's not that I can't play a FIFA. You know, like I love soccer, right? So like I can't go. It's not like I can't go play FIFA. It's just the fact that like it's fun for like the first two hours, and then after that, I'm like, I don't really want to do this anymore. You know, that's that's the problem. And like I used to enjoy Madden a lot. Like I played a lot of football games, or I played Blitz, or like a, like a true arcade you know football game. But I don't know, I'm just not... And, and some people love this stuff. Some people will go pay thousands of games every year with the current, you know, the current year edition of their game. But I would totally agree with you. I think if, if they gave me that option, if a real NBA Jam, not Playgrounds, but a real NBA Jam came out, or a new Blitz came out, or something like that, I would be more inclined to play that than I would a simulation sports game. But that's just me. And I think that whole... Realm is being neglected right now. There really isn't a whole lot out there for you know those, those gamers. Midway's not here anymore to make us our great games, right? R.I.P. <laughs> On a completely business
1: standpoint, as long as the UFC and boxing are both doing well enough financially, I don't think you're going to see these blends. Like, yeah, this brought in a lot of money, and it was a big kind of, like, show fight. But I don't think continually doing this is going to be beneficial financially for either of them. So it's like the hey, hey, here's the greatest boxer, here's the hottest guy in UFC. We're gonna bring them together and create like this ultimate show. And it was, it was, it was a great watch. I'm not a huge UFC or boxing fan. I don't mind watching either of them, you know, sporadically. But I don't follow either of them by any means. And I really enjoyed the fight. So. To sit down and have that one like main event that's like something unique, I think it worked. I don't think blending them going forward would work. Just on a real
2: quick sidetrack, do either of you remember the show Thunderbox? I think that's what it was called. I don't remember Thunderbox now. I'll have to look up if I have the name right. It was like a mix of wrestling and boxing. Where the fights weren't scripted, but they had like a backstage storyline going on, and the boxers got paid for every punch they landed, and it was supposed to be like a hybrid of wrestling and boxing, uh, based on its dramatics, and it was on uh, like the Detroit TV thirty eight channel.
0: <laughs>
2: nope. Yeah, no, don't yeah, know we all know about. I didn't have cable because I watch that every week. So wow, bring well, that thank back. Thank you for the Bring that back. <laughs> I'm looking up to see what it was called.
0: Right, well, we're, we're having a few audio issues on the uh, Twitch side, so I'm going to let Ethan talk about our sponsorship, and I'm going to go try to correct this before we get into the news.
2: So, let's talk about beards, Jazzy. I have a beard. I also have a beard. Your beard's looking good, Jazzy. Thank you. Have you Your been... beard's all right. Ooh, ah, some shade. <laughs> I was going to involve you in this plug, and now I'm choosing not to. Perfect. Go to DetroitBeardCollective.com. I'm going to fill this time all on my own, Jazzy. I don't need you in your beard shade. Go to DetroitBeardCollective.com and place an order for all your beard care grooming needs. They're fantastic. Now, I I cleaned up my beard real nice this week with some beard shampoo. I put the beard elixir in it, beard butter. Had my beard looking good because I had to go to my friend's kid's baptism. I was like, I got to look right. I'm going to this fancy church. I got to look good. I got to smell good. And I got to have my beard just flexing my beard abilities on every other guest to this baptism. And I did. I was styling and profiling. My beard looked right because I ordered products from DetroitBeardCollective.com. And how did I get them? I want you back in, Jesse. How did I get them?
1: <laughs> you uh, wanted No, Be- I
2: ordered them in a beard crate. Oh. I didn't set you up very well for that. I went. I was I about to say that,
1: but I was going to say you went to DetroitBeardCollective.com and ordered a beard no, crate. I, you I want you to off. get
2: right to the money, and it's the beard crate, okay? You need to order in a beard crate because you get to choose all the scents you like, all the products you like, have them packaged in a convenient box that comes to your house, a crate if you would, and you get it at a nice price. So you get to get everything you need to take care of your beard in the beard crate, and on top of that, you can save. Money, cash, money, dollars, credit card charges. I don't think wampum. W- <laughs> you can save by using the checkout code MC Gaming at checkout. So uh, you save twenty percent on orders twenty five dollars or more. So pump, punch in that code on your keyboard. Type it in with your thumbs. If you are ordering on your phone or tablet, it is the checkout code MC Gaming to save at DetroitBeardCollective And
1: have everyone sniff your face.
2: That's what I do. I was walking up to people at this baptism. I was like, hey, you here here for this baptism? How about you smell my face? And they're like, get out of here, sir. And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm at the wrong church. (laughs) <laughs> How's the audio looking, Graham? How did I do on
0: filling the time? Flash there? flood warning this area until 945. Avoid flood areas. Just Ooh. want everybody to know, be safe out there if you're, uh, if you're in the I could in metro
1: Detroit area. I got out of my car and actually just surfed down your driveway to yeah. the door. Yeah, for, my driveway was pretty rough.
2: For all of our fans in Houston, stay dry.
0: Yeah, that too. Too soon.
2: It's not too soon. I'm I'm giving a shot. I'm showing some love. Stay dry.
0: Um. By the way, you did okay. I'll give it a B minus. Thank you. It's very generous because it's like nine percent. It really (laughs) fell a
2: not. It really (laughs) fell apart a couple times, and Jazzy clearly didn't do very well in school. If. He equates a nine percent to a B minus. Yeah, the, aud- ja- the jazzy curve, <laughs> right.
0: jazzy. You got nine percent right. That's a B minus. <laughs> yeah, according to them, our audio is still cracking on Twitch. So I don't know what's going on. I'm not cable. I'm still going to try to work through this. But uh, yeah, we got some issues with with Twitch. Of course, the the week the cable's not here.
2: Hmm. We could sabotured. We could take a brief moment where I could fill in some more time. We just move your microphone over to the streaming computer where you can monitor it over there.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Just just temporarily move me over there. All right, he, he's
2: muted and he's going to move his microphone. And uh, Jazzy, uh, Jazzy, do you want to hop right into your segment? Sure. You want to do that now? Hit it. Ready? The summoner's ring. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my
0: god, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Steals the Elder Dragon! Oh, let's break it.
1: That's right. They gave me a segment on the show where each week I'm gonna break down the esports topics of the week and tell you everything about the world of esports. So to start it off, I just have to I'm gonna tell everybody a story. I'm going to tell everyone a story about how we are going to Boston for the League of Levet League of Leven League of Le- League of Legends Summer Split Championship. All right, I'm going to be telling you about
2: all things esports because I am the esports king. I can't even <laughs> think my way four through. games that are esports. Uh, CS:GO. That's one. League of Legends. That's two. Dota 2. That's three. And Overwatch.
0: Uh, technically
1: uh, not an e-sport yet. Okay, Call of Duty. That's five. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and I hate you. <laughs> uh, but your beard smells nice. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: So, what's going on in the world of esports, Jazzy?
1: Man. So uh, the League Summer Split Championships are going on, uh, gearing up for Worlds, which is going to start in a, about a, a month from now. We're going to see uh, the greatest teams across the world of League of Legends come together and determine who is the World Champion League. But before that, we have to get through the Summer Split Championships, which are next this weekend, coming up. Graham and I know. are going to Boston. There was there's a spring split right, correct, and a summer split. Can you explain what the splits are again for
2: people like me who don't follow League of Legends uh, uh, pro series? As, as basically,
1: closely? they're like halfway markers. So um, you play half of the season half of a full season. You do spring split, and then you get points depending on where you position in that first half. And then you play the second half, do the summer split, get points based upon how you position there. You just basically take your team's total point value between those two splits, and then the top two teams go to get a ticket into the world tournament. And the third, um, the third ticket is based upon what's called the gauntlet. So mm-hmm. all of the remaining so it's like a wild card, right? Right. Yeah, all of the remaining four to six teams basically get positioned by points, however many they had, and the bottom two teams face off. Winner goes on to the next, you know, person so on and so forth. So if you do score the third most points, then you only have to win one game yeah. in order to make your ticket to worlds. But um and that's region dependent. So here in North America we have three teams to go. Europe has three teams to go. You know, Korea has three teams to go. Some of your uh your lower regions like uh your outskirts of Europe, like the Russian teams, stuff like that, they only have a team that gets to go. And uh, your South American teams only send one representative. But uh, essentially, it's three for the major regions. And then those three compete in the World Tournament. That's cool. So you said we're just getting out of spring split? I mean, summer split? Uh, We are. This weekend is the summer split championship. So we've already made it through the first two rounds of playoffs. And we are going to Boston to see the third and fourth place team. Uh, play first to determine what their total points are going to be for the Summer Split, and then the champions of the Summer Split are going to be determined this Sunday. And do you know the two teams that are playing for the Summer Split Championship?
2: Ooh, okay. okay.
1: Take a wild guess.
2: I know. Immortals? Yes. And... Um... Oh, man. Dignitas? (laughs) Dignitas? <laughs> nope. Is that even a team? <laughs> it is. Yeah! Dignitas is
1: a team. But they were defeated by TSM. Oh, so your my team. my boys, TSM. Oh, wait, so our squads will be taking up. on the Immortals for the Summer Split Championship in Boston this Ooh, Sunday. man. I'm going to have to queue it up on my phone and burn some data on that well, one. Well, you're going to Skype you in, and you better be in full face and body paint like you said you'd be.
2: You know, I
1: say a lot of things. <laughs> So that's pretty much the news that I have. We are going to Boston this weekend to watch the semi, the third and fourth place, and then the uh, summer split championship game. And we are going to have a blast. We went to Toronto last year for the summer split championship uh, before last year's Worlds and had a blast. So I don't see how this is going to be any different. And then um, we'll see. TSM broke a record. And this is their tenth straight finals appearance they haven't won all ten but mm-hmm. they've made the finals for the last 10 splits in a row how many have they won uh six
2: that's not bad
1: so that's five, really, five that's really or six good. so yeah they're uh they're looking to make a presence in worlds they always you know get into the tournament and then North America just shits the bed because apparently we're not as good a league as the rest of the world but um we're hoping this year that they can make a difference
2: We're sort of like soccer you know like we're just not as good as the rest of the world yeah
1: now, now, can you make an unbiased prediction being
2: that you love TSM and hate Immortals? I, Do you have an I, honest
1: an I, honest. I, I thought can. of who you I think can. is going to pull this one out? And you might not think it's unbiased. I think both of the teams are very similar in their champion select. So I think that it's going to come down to champion select in which team can kind of you know, throw the other team off and kind of, you know, push them out of their comfort zone a little bit of what they want their team comp to be. But if I'm going to be honest, the team that's going to be able to acclimate and be able to play better in a comp that they're not comfortable with is going to be TSM. So I think Immortals are going to give them a larger run for their money than a lot of the teams have in the past and uh, I would still be super excited to see Immortals actually take down TSM. You know, although I'm a TSM fan, it would you know, <laughs> it'd be a dark time in my heart because I don't want to see my boys go down. But it would be great for the Immortals to actually you know come in. Last year they were the highest point totals going into both playoffs in spring and summer, and then they just got destroyed in the playoffs. So all that hard work was kind of for nothing. Who won the spring split this year? Yeah. TSM. Okay. So, but yeah, being able to see Immortals kind of take the title and really put that, you know, that team on the map and show how well they've done in the past year from, hey, we were a team that should have legitimately been, you know, in the running to be a top contending team and just falling short in the playoffs. And really say, hey, you know what? No, we are a team that can contend and win a championship.
2: Now, was it was it a year ago or two years ago that there was a lot of uh, team change with actual players for Immortals? Wasn't there? Was it a year that ago? Was or this two- season. That was yep, so. This beginning season, this it's season. a really fresh team.
1: Yeah, there's a pole Belter in the mid lane is technically the only player from Immortals that was on last season's mm-hmm. team.
2: Now, do you find that's common? In League of Legends, or do you think that the, or have you noticed that teams really do stick together with a similar uh, lineup of players for, let's say, three to five years, or do you think there's a lot of turnover in, uh, in roster?
1: It depends on the team. I think uh, with any sport, um, Riot's franchising league next year, so you're probably going to see this even more than it is now. But I think with any sport, you kind of have that. Hey, you want to know what your team (laughs) is? What your team is take them as far as you could take them and you normally see like in let's say you know the NBA or NHL or NFL your your top caliber teams that have made it far and like you know win the championship or come close to winning the championship typically stay pretty the same whereas the other teams are kind of like we got to switch something up so you're still seeing a lot of that in eSports as well, where the lower tier teams are, you know, changing up coaches and, and getting in, you know, different coaches and different strategies and just trying a bunch of different things along with changing the player rosters. Um, Team Liquid is almost at a 10, 10-man roster going into the you know end of this year, which is um, something to look forward to, I think, in eSports, because typically it was, here's your five guys, they're going to do good. You know they don't get a break. They're playing, you know, eight to ten hours a day, six days a week. So, opening it up and having that bigger roster where you could sub people in and try different strategies, and you know, have that kind of like sixth man off the bench come in and Mm -hmm. and take over a game. And I'm really excited to see where esports is going to go with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's cool to see
2: that evolution in a lot of ways, mirroring what sports fans are used to seeing and i think that's going to help a lot with the evolution the credibility and also um maybe just some of the excitement for fans to be able to uh feel connected with the team a little bit larger roster and add some unpredictability to the Mm -hmm. to the element of the game
1: and the players still do have a lot of control too i mean inevitably they you know are there to win and they want to win championships so you're seeing a lot of you know, changes that are started in the players mind and concept like, hey, I'm not comfortable here anymore. I want to go somewhere else. And then, you know, teams end up talking about it and making trades and stuff like that. Um, We're seeing a lot of that in CSGO right now where, you know, players are kind of like, hey, I want to go somewhere where I think I'm going to be able to help the team a little bit better and and have a shot at winning these tournaments. And, you know, then, then the team's go into talks and you're seeing trades and stuff like that. So, it's something that's around all esports, and I think that uh, going forward with the way that a lot of these leagues are run right now, be it CSGO, Overwatch, you know, Call of Duties, you know, all of your Evo stuff, you're going to see a lot more, especially if other games decide to start franchising like leagues planning on doing. So I think it's just the start of something big, and that's why I wanted to... Um, bring in this kind of quick segment where I can give you the top news stories and what's going on in eSports because I feel it's uh, something that's going to be very important going forward in the world of video gaming. I agree
2: and you know we all listen to other video game podcasts as well because we enjoy podcasts and we enjoy gaming and we like to make sure here at GameZilla we're on top of things and I haven't heard another podcast that has uh, that isn't just a esports podcast that does take the time to talk about it so I know we're really excited to get your, your takes on things and we're also excited for our discord community and our fans that uh, send in emails to be able to reach out to you uh, and get your thoughts as you're going to really spearhead being our esports expert on this show show and uh, i think it's it's going to be cool so if you are a fan of gamezilla and you maybe you're like me you're on the outside of esports you're interested you track with it just a little bit and you want to learn more you're going to be able to send in questions to jazzy you're going to be able to uh talk to him and he's going to bring more knowledge to you every single week and try to make the world of esports easier and more accessible for you to get in as a fan of the Gamezilla podcast and we're all excited to be able to bring you that
1: Absolutely, and as this segment goes on, feel free to, like I said, email in or even hop in the Discord and and send me a private message or anywhere you can send me a private message. And um, let me know if there's something that I'm not covering with uh, eSports. I'm going to try to hit the the big ones, so your League of Legends, your Dota 2, your CSGO, your Overwatch, your Call of Duty, and I'm going to try to dabble in some Evo, even though I'm not huge into the the fight scene. But um, if there's a game that you feel needs to kind of have a spotlight on you know, this show or segment from time to time, then let me know and I'll try to get as much uh, information as I can for you and and follow it. Plus, I just love following the world of esports. Like, that's my weekends. It's like, hey, well, I'm, you know, gaming with my friends or something like that. I always have my, my other TV set up where I'm, you know, streaming the CSGO tournament or the league matches for the week and stuff like that. So it's something that I'm really into. And always looking for new and different things that maybe I don't have a a great knowledge on to be able to, you know, follow that as well. Awesome. Well, we're super excited to
2: have the new segment. And uh, I think we're going to take a quick time out here so we can get things straightened out with our Twitch stream. And we'll be back with the news in just a few, a few seconds here on the Gamezilla podcast. So stay tight.
0: I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines.
2: Now let's have it, what about this monster
1: story of yours.
0: Download complete. All right, we're back. We got some news. Hopefully uh, the live stream's improved, but let's get right into it. The Nindies are coming. That's right. Nintendo Switch indie games are getting their next spotlight live this week. So. Uh, you're going to be able to tune in Wednesday, August 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern time for Nintendo's next you know, next reveal of dates and even maybe some new games, uh, indie-based that will be coming to the Nintendo Switch and potentially uh, maybe some 3DS talk. I don't know, but primarily this is all going to be Switch talk.
2: Let's be honest, indie games on 3DS are mostly shovelware.
0: No, on what? There's a
2: lot of shovelware on the 3DS
0: eShop. Oh, 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 on the 3DS eShop, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you go there, yeah, you get your few uh, Mighty Gunvolts, Mighty Switch Forces, Mm -hmm. Cave Stories. You get a few of those. But if you go through that eShop, a ton of it is like... Bubbly Dinosaur Adventure and like Spades.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the things I think we're we're looking for here with with this information is that we know that Stardew Valley, Chicken uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse, Steamworld Dig and Tumbleweed Park, both of those are supposed to be expecting sequels along with those other games I just mentioned, we we don't have release dates for those. So hopefully getting, you know, some solid release dates because these are supposed to be out this year, including, you know, games like Rocket League getting a a solid solidified release date. Um and maybe getting some some surprises like an Axiom Verge drop finally, which has been rumored to be coming coming to the tw- uh the Switch here soon.
2: Towerfall Ascension, give
0: it to me. Right, exactly. So um but yeah, the uh The thing here is Wednesday, 1 p.m., August 30th, you're going to tune in. You're going to get a bunch more content, hopefully some release dates for future indie games for the Switch. So they're just continually pushing more con- more video games more more content for this new device which is exactly what they need to do um, earlier in February we got to see 62 indie games were shown off during their yeah. last their last post so, anything could happen in this one since yeah. they still so have 62 out there I think um, you know some of those have released since but I think We'll we'll finally get some solidified dates on some of the bigger ones that we were excited to see back in February, and uh, hopefully a couple surprises there for for new stuff that's coming around the corner. So, pretty cool. Uh, keeping things moving along. Next topic: Microsoft exec says cross networking play talks are still ongoing with Sony. So Gamescom was something that we covered, and and as we exited Gamescom after our episode, some more news came out basically stating that several games featuring cross-play between PCs and consoles are excluding the PS4, and we learned that uh, E3 this year. But Microsoft Executive has explained that they themselves and Sony are in ongoing discussions about making cross-network play a reality someday.
1: This just goes to prove that Microsoft and Sony both listen to GameZilla Alpha because we have talked about this in like <laughs> at least the last four shows, so yeah. they at, had to be listening. At least the head, cause and effect. Yeah, really. at
0: least the head of marketing for Xbox, Aaron Greenberg, does. Thanks, Aaron. For thanks sure. for listening. At least, yeah. Thanks I mean, for being a fan. It's pretty much a fact at that point. Hit so. us
2: up on Patreon.
0: Yeah. But, Some of that um, Xbox money. Yeah. So I, I think it, there's not a lot of new actual like facts here because it's all behind tape right now, but I think it is good to hear that the the talks are still ongoing. Yeah. You know, the last time we heard about this, it was kind of, uh, it was Jim Jim Ryan from PlayStation and um, Phil Spencer from Xbox just kind of throwing punches back and forth, making it seem like they weren't going, to, they weren't working together at all. Sony
1: was not cooperative at all yeah. in that statement to the point where it was like super bold and we were like, whoa, Sony, like, what are you doing? So f- to have them even be in talks after this being the last thing that we heard from them is s- super great.
0: Yeah, it's it's reassuring that that you know maybe something like a Minecraft or a Rocket League, you know, it's got to start somewhere and then that's where the testing begins. That's where Sony can really feel it out and say we're never doing this again or it does work, let's talk more. You know, like mm-hmm. that's all I want to see. I just want to see the initial like at least an effort. Just try. Try it, and if it's not what you want, it's not what you envision for your brand, okay. Then you know what? Then you can say no and I respect it more.
1: Yeah. And Insomniac, you need to get in the ear of Sony, because if you can make this happen for Rocket League, it is gonna do nothing but help Psyonics. when you've already Psionics. Oh psionics, yeah. yeah. Sorry.
0: Insomniac's not letting Spider Man go anywhere. <laughs> PS4 exclusive. <It's> true.
2: <laughs> oh, please stop talking about Spider Man because I get I get way too excited. Yep. And I Please, yeah, please refrain yeah. unless there's new news about it. Don't bring it up because I, I just, I honestly just felt my bowels loosen.
0: Yep. So Please don't talk about that's it. pretty standard, but mostly with Spider Man. Yeah, I'm I'm excited though. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping for some some future news. I don't think it's gonna be anything that we're gonna hear in the next. You know, maybe maybe this maybe E3 next year we'll, we'll get we'll get some some progress. But uh, moving forward with Microsoft news, we have Microsoft is uh, reportedly stopped, they have stopped all sales on the original Xbox One console. So with the the Xbox One X coming out this November and the pre-orders hitting the S, obviously being the current model that uh, the Xbox One S model is current, um, they are moving forward with discontinuing the original Xbox One, which... In all, in all purpose, it's this is a super smart move. You don't need three systems, especially one that realistically no one wants anymore. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the the original brick of the system is, uh, if you go to their website, sold out. There is some refurbished stuff left over, but there's no new options anymore. And it looks like they are moving away with, um, with that model, and they're just going to focus on the Xbox One S and, of course, the Xbox One X. Moving forward,
1: do you think that because the X is coming out and them already having the S as like their kind of like main going into the X, that they just can't support the building of it anymore? Like, oh, just, we're gonna have to discount this because we can't sell it for the same price as the S. Is it worth it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I also think when you go into a store from a branding side and marketing side of things, when you can sit there and say, "I want," do you want the S or the X? S is you know the S is the normal version X is the pro version, you know just like do you want a PS4 or do you want a PS4 Pro, you know even even the original PS4 the the brick the that one's kind of faded away in replacement of the Slim and the Pro. Um, I don't think all manufacturing of that device has been ceased, but it's also been dwindled down to next to nothing.
2: You right. don't want to fall into the. Nintendo DS family era of confusion where they had five different models (laughs) out at the same time, and you're like,
0: Yeah, you had the DS, yeah, you had the the 3DS, the new 3DS, the new 3DS XL, the uh, it was all over the place,
2: yeah. And you're for your mom going in to buy your kid one for Christmas, it's like,
0: Yeah, and then before even when the 3DS first came out, you had had like the DSi, the, the 3DS, yeah, I mean. I like this. You have the S and you have the X. And I and that way I think you're you're just streamlining streamlining your, your your setup. You have a sexy box that is smaller and the and somehow the X is even smaller than the S. So like you have you have a good family there. Like that's that's good. Two pieces of equipment, run with it. No one wants the original you know, everyone everyone looks back at the the launch of the Xbox One and goes, Wow, that was a disaster. Yeah. so, like unfortunately, even the image of the system carries that with it. Oh, this is when the xbox was like d o a like people people bought it because they were Xbox fans, but in all reality, it was that was the mess that Microsoft had to dig themselves out of, leaving it behind and just moving on with their nice better design on the s and then the beautiful um design of the x it, it makes all the sense the design in general like. Looking
1: at an Xbox One, butt up against an S, and then obviously the X, which is tiny. Like, Why would you even pick the Xbox at all?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, again, unless they sold it for dirt cheap, and then they probably couldn't manufacture it that cheap. So right. it just made no sense to keep it as a product. All right, moving on with, uh, with Xbox news. Xbox One X breaks pre-order record for Microsoft. Project Scorpio edition is in high demand and we're seeing that as it's selling out across a lot of these retailers that are having access to this special edition. Um, and it was, so at first I just said, I thought, okay, cool. They're sold out everywhere. There must not been that many. That was, that's a fair assumption. You, you know, you're making a special edition. You you know, it's got a couple paint job, you know, adjustments and that's it, you know, so you limited it, you know, you did a Nintendo. Okay. But now it's coming out that it's the fastest pre-ordering, pre-ordered Xbox of all time. Yep. And, and that you know, that doesn't necessarily mean the numbers, but again, the numbers do factor into, the, into that uh, somewhat that uh, this is clearly going really well for Xbox as long as all these people don't get this box on launch day in November and go, huh, this is kind of like PS4 Pro, you know? And the, the reports out of Gamescom is that people were super impressed with this system. I mean, you had developers coming out praising them. You had fans coming out talking all about them, and then you had you had the journalist side of things coming out and saying, "Yeah, this was this actually was impressive." And and I don't mean just Forza. I mean going to these third-party booths and playing this thing off the you know directly off the X because again, in E3, you were looking at the X when you played these games at X Power. But you were running off of a PC. They were hollow mm-hmm. shells. Now you're at Gamescom. They were running off the X, and people were like, "60 frames a second, yeah. smooth, look great. You know, HDR was fantastic. You know, Microsoft really got re, put some really nice quality 4K monitors in front of us, so we actually got to see what we're gonna get. You know, and uh, and then some other booths even came out and, and said, "This is a 1080 screen." We want to we want to show you what the X can do on a non four K screen. This is what Sony needed. They needed that backing from third parties, and they needed that you know ability to market and show off the Pro that they never really did. Right? It was just like here's yeah. the Pro. It's it got was this, always it's got, this powerful. Yeah. Um, things are going to look great. Yeah.
1: Developers want to create games for the Pro. Okay. Yeah. Well, they've always wanted to create games for Sony. Like tell <laughs> right. us something about the Pro that we want to hear. I think this is super smart though. on on Xbox as a whole because not only are you going to get the the hardcore gamers and the fact that this is the most powerful console that's going to be on the market, you're also going to push it into the eyesight of your casual gamers that don't really understand, I don't want to say care, but they just want to understand the whole power levels and they just want it to look pretty. And the fact that the graphics are going to look better than your pro on this is super important for getting...
0: Yeah, I think the big thing here is that they built this premium system for the elite gamer and I think they're starting to find that, yes, the elite gamer is excited for it, but they're actually finding a niche in the casual gamer or in between... And they are interested in this system as well. And so, it, you know, the article went on to say the Xbox One X Project Scorpio Edition consoles were pre-ordered in the first five days uh, more, more than any other Xbox before. Right. In the first five days. Uh, Microsoft said it saw record-breaking sellout times for the console. Um, and yeah, the, 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 last, the last quote I have to read is the speed at which we sold through our initial pre-order supply surpasses expectations. And what we experienced w- with pre-orders for the original Xbox one console, GameStop uh, senior of vi- senior vice president of mer- merchandising, this is his quote, uh, Bob uh, P- Faison. So you know, GameStop, meeting expectations. I'm I'm surprised, you know? I pre-ordered one. I know several other people that pre-ordered one, and I'm excited for it. I, I guess I didn't think it would have the traction that it's getting, you know, especially with the poor marketing, the poor I don't want I don't want to sit there and say it's bad, but the PS4 Pro hasn't had the best track record since its launch. We all got excited for it. We all got one, and let's be honest, how often do we really like talk about our PS4 Pro? We just talk about what we're playing on PlayStation. It's not... I don't. It, we didn't get what we thought out of it. And because of that, I thought it actually was going to hurt the Xbox One X a little bit because it is that... Well, we're better than the Pro, and everyone's like, well, the Pro's not anything that special.
1: Well, they had no support. There was no support to remind people of how much more powerful the Pro was than yeah. the PlayStation 4. So I will say this, though, Sony... Xbox breaks pre-order records for the Xbox One X. Um, just you know, you know, Morpheus Edition coming out this yeah. holiday season.
0: I mean, right? Everybody you want to kickstart your their, uh, PS4 Pro again? Everybody starts using their project names. Um. Microsoft does plan to share details about the next wave of standard edition Xbox one X pre-orders next month. So they are going to give us, which is interesting because Microsoft hasn't been public about numbers for a while. They are going to share this uh, information. So once, once it's out there, we can um, revisit this and talk about it more, but you know, uh, all signs point to this is a good start for for Microsoft another another good step that can push them in the right direction and get them you know uh competing more so in this generation
1: it's exciting that they're that they're excited to drop analytics cuz Xbox has been so like tail between the legs like cowering we don't want to share anything because we're doing not so hot. The fact that they're coming out and saying, you know, we are sharing the analytics to this is super exciting for Microsoft.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, it's looking good. I'm excited to, to pick up the, the uh, Xbox one X and, and really see what it's capable of. So, all right, moving on. We have overwatch details, overwatch season six changes. And basically what I wanted to point out to the Overwatch has kind of stalled out for some people. And I'm not saying there's some people that all they do is play Overwatch. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the game. But for some people like ourselves, like Jazzy, Deadite, myself, um, we kind of, you know, moved away from this game. Uh, And it wasn't just it was all of a sudden we were playing it and then we just weren't. And I think the big part of it was we all got to that point where we were trying to run ranked because... That's what was left for us to do and try to achieve. And rank just rubbed us the wrong way. We just were not... Ha- like, it wasn't fun. It wasn't... It just didn't feel like everything else in Overwatch. And I think some of these changes that they're that they're bringing to Season 6 is interesting, and I think it will indeed make the rank side of things feel a little bit more like the unranked. Um, so the biggest change is that... The instead of three months long, the season will only be two months long. They're gonna shorten it. They've they've used the analytics and said engagement is a lot higher at the beginning of the season and they wanted to make the early season excitement more frequent. So they're they're cut they're shortening the seasons. Um clearly they saw some sort of drop off in that last month where people were like, screw it, I'm never gonna make it type deal. I give up. Mm-hmm. you know now cutting it to two months does it turn into that whole thing like after a month people drop off because they're like well i didn't get where i want and it's halfway over i'm out you know like wh- who knows we, we won't know until we get those analytics now that they made the change into uh, season into re- season rewards will be reduced uh, to balance for the fact that players will be getting them more often um, so that I don't, we'll see how that plays out, but uh, and this is all coming from Jeff Kaplan, you know the the head of Overwatch, you know overseeing Overwatch here, director of Overwatch said the overall amount should be roughly the same over the course of the year. Uh, you'll also start earning more points for each win in season six. He doesn't say anything about losing more points, but you but a win will be more valuable than it is currently. Again, I think it's important that they didn't mention anything about a loss. So now maybe progression versus loss is a little more forgiving because of that. Uh, Another large change to the control maps will be reduced from a best of five to a best of three. Oh, thank God. Which is the same as quick play. So there you have it. Thank God. I remember
1: anytime I got a control map, I was like, well, there goes an hour and a half of my day, which I'm (laughs) going to end up losing the rank match.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly what Kaplan said. Control matches could often go way too long, and this change should make games quicker and less punishing to lose. So that that is a, is a nice move. So uh, an adjustment to placement matches is being made that will set your starting session ranking more accurately. Uh, Kaplan mentioned seasons four and five were intentionally placing people lower as an experiment. Uh, inevitably, Blizzard decided the feeling of climbing up to your appropriate rank wasn't worth the confusion of initially being placed lower. Thank you. Thank you. This is <laughs> this is why okay honestly this is why I stopped playing. I busted my ass to wherever I finished I was like gold something whatever in season 3. And I was like I was fine with it. I was like cool I'm going to aim for platinum next. Is it platinum after that? Yes. Yeah. And then season four hit, and I remember going through my placements and being pushed into, like, bronze. And I was like, what? Bronze? I didn't play that bad. And that's when Cable came out and said, well, they're placing everybody lower than what they what they actually projected because they want you to, like, feel, like, the excitement of, like, earning back to where you were. I was like, no, I was already there. Like, even if you were to place me, like, high silver, okay. Maybe I had a couple bad games. I'll get back to gold. No big deal. But bronze, and you had this was you. You had the same problem, Javon. I was one win away from platinum. One win away from
1: platinum, and I don't even remember what goddamn season it was. But the very next season, I played my prelims, and I won 8 out of 10 of my matches. I won 8 out of 10 of my prelims, (laughs) and I got placed in the lower bronze than I've ever seen anybody else place before (laughs) in my life.
2: Got placed lower than me. Yep. And I'm atrocious.
0: Yeah, you did not win <laughs> yeah. eight out of your ten. No,
1: I may have won three. <laughs> three yeah, or four. It was
0: unbelievable. That, so.
1: Thank you, Blizzard, for doing this, because that was bullshit. It's got to be the big dog. He said he wanted to Overwatch fix this shit.
0: Well, you know, right. I, I think these are huge changes for me. This this definitely brings me back into my interest of playing ranked. Um, another relatively small change is coming to the ranked decay system, which now only requires you play five games per week. Down from seven, so um, without a- automatically losing rank. So um, if you weren't aware of that, if you didn't play, you know, at all in a week, you would lose more rank. And... Uh, you
1: couldn't, you
0: couldn't lose more rank than yeah. I had already lost from <laughs> their That's <true>. atrocious placement. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you were in ten. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. I mean, when you're in 10, 10 <laughs> metal, which is, uh, you know, then then you're you're rock bottom.
1: I huh. was rock tier. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then, lastly, they are um, making some matchmaking changes at high level play, which will cause top tier players to have longer queue times, but inevitably find better quality games. Uh, Kaplan made it clear that they will be monitoring these changes to make sure those weights do not get out of hand, though. So, which we've seen uh, on League Legends, where No, oh, they where do a great the ch- job of yeah, challenging queue, yeah. But but for a while there, it was a nightmare for some ch- for some in that queue. They fixed it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I think Blizzard's trying to do here. Good for them. All seem like positive changes to me. I don't think there's anything here that I'm upset about. If anything, this makes me more excited uh, with our recent return to Overwatch, uh, and we enjoyed it. And now knowing these changes are coming, I'm on board.
2: See, I just got really excited. Like, okay, I'm I'm all in. I'm gonna get back into Overwatch, and I just checked my calendar and went, nope. Guess I'm not gonna get back into Overwatch because we are just a week away from Destiny.
0: Yeah, that is true. The, the the we we have a a big a big game coming. So if it uh, if it lands on its feet and gives us what we want, um, you know, yeah, majority of our time will be going into Destiny for for a while here. You know, I think the only thing that'll that'll uh, that'll share time with will be Battlefront.
2: So. Battlefront two. And that's not till November. So we yeah. got at least two months of going hard on Destiny.
0: Yep. Okay, cool. Uh next story is for you fighting fans, and I think Deadeye will find this great. But Injustice Two is getting a couple new fighters. Raiden for Mortal Kombat is joining the fight and Hellboy. Yeah, which I think is super cool. So, uh you'll be able to check out the trailer um sorry, sorry did I? You'll be able to watch the trailer Thank right you. from our website, right from where you listen to download the podcast. Um so Fighter Pack 2 will be available um to purchase starting September 12th. At which point, the first character from the bunch will be available um, for early access. Check out, um, let's see, do we have who the first one is? Hellboy Raiden and Black Manta are coming to Injustice 2 as part of the game's second fighter pack. So September 12th will give us our first character, but it does not tell me who it's going to be.
2: Now, I'm a big Mortal Kombat oh, it fan. It says no
0: word yet on, which, uh, on when each character will yeah. be released. Okay.
2: So we all know I'm a big Mortal Kombat I'm wearing fan. I'm wearing the hat right now. Um, if I were an Injustice fan who might not necessarily be a Mortal Kombat fan... I'd probably be a little perturbed that I'm getting a second Mortal Kombat character. That's now three Mortal Kombat characters in two games that they're pushing in when the DC Universe does have a ton of characters. I'm not opposed at all to them putting Scorpion in the game. I mean, uh, Scorpion in the first game, Sub Zero in the second game, but having Raiden be DLC, if I were a DC fan, I'd probably be a little disappointed when there's probably a million other characters I would have rather seen get. The the injustice two treatment.
0: Yeah, I think the big thing here is like it seems lazy. scorpion. You understood because it's it's the mascot. Sub Zero, you even understood because it's the next game, and then you want to do scorpion again. So they did they did the second mascot. But Raiden is not it's he's not scorpion, you know. And on the level of Sub Zero, I'd say he's there, but he's not scorpion. Scorpion is Nether Realms boy. Yeah. Okay, and. The thing about it is that to me, you have a Mortal Kombat game that you've built. So you already have this character. You reskin him a little bit. You give him a new outfit. But realistically, he's built. His mechanics are there. Everything's there. So it's easy to just cut his finishing moves off and throw him into the game. It's a cash grab. That's basically how I look at it. Versus having to develop an entire new character, which you're doing in this, you're giving them Black Manta and you're giving them Hellboy, which is another. It's It's strange. Yeah, it's it's an indie comic, isn't it? It's an indie comic, yeah. But
2: that's still exciting to bring that into the Injustice It's
0: like Freddy Krueger coming into Mortal Kombat or or, um, Predator and Alien and Mm -hmm. stuff. But my whole thing here is that out of Fighter Pack 2, you're getting one DC character out of the three. And that's strange to me. Fighter Pack 1 was three DC characters. Or no, sorry, two DC characters. No, it was... Yeah, two DC characters and Sub Zero. Yeah, you had Red Hood. Red Hood and um, Starfighter. Mm -hmm. And then Sub Sub Zero. This time you're getting Raiden, another comic book, you know, a Hellboy comic book character, and Black Manta. It's just, to me, I I don't know, it's odd. Like like you're saying, there's plenty of DC characters that you could be bringing in here instead.
2: And I know, you know, the same complaints happened when. Mortal Kombat brought in Leatherface and Predator. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that fan base was like, Where's Noob? Where's Raiden? You know, like throwing yeah. out all these other characters they wanted in. Um, but I lo- I loved the decisions to put those like monsters in Mortal Kombat. But again, they didn't have their own game. They didn't have their own place within a fighting video game. Raiden does. Raiden has his own fighting game. Yeah. It just I if I were into Injustice 2, I'd I'd be disappointed.
0: I'm definitely disappointed by the Raiden call. Um, sub I, I kind of gave a pass because I like sub but I even I bashed Scorpion when they when they made that decision in Justice one. Uh, you know I like sub zero again but like I haven't even I have the ultimate edition of this game which means I get these first nine DLC characters are included and I haven't even played this sub. So like I, I mean I love sub but he just doesn't belong in this game. Raiden doesn't belong in this game. Like I'm He's already
2: Captain Frost or whatever the hell yeah, his I'm, name is. You don't Captain play. cold I, Captain yeah. Cold, which why not do Mister Freeze? Yeah, Mister Freeze. Is but nice. I like yeah. Ca- like I will say when I played with you, I actually really enjoyed playing as Captain
0: Cold. He's an interesting character for sure. His mechanics are fun, but I just for me it's like it feels like a cash grab and, and it feels like like Netherrealm, You made this deal with DC to make them a game, like make them a game and leave your shit home. And like part of me is well, did DC ask for this? I don't know. You know, did DC say, "Hey, please bring some of your characters over?" Like maybe they I don't know. Maybe they're trying to
2: grab more of the Mortal yeah. Kombat fan base. I don't know. Right. It's just
0: I don't know the I don't know the full story here, but to me it just feels out of place. And the only problem with all these DC characters is they're also not getting it's not adding to the in the story mode at all. So like this Hellboy like addition. Like why? He's just a he's just a fighter. It's like right. And th- and then sometimes you wonder like Okay, well, Hellboy's this indie comic. Are they rebooting
2: Hellboy? Isn't there a new Hellboy movie coming out?
0: Correct. So, like, so. for me, it's like, is this the Hellboy side of things? The Hellboy, you know, the company that owns that IP wanting to get some some exposure.
2: An, an important thing to note is I believe this game is published by Warner Brothers. It is, yes. So that's why uh, Leatherface, Jason, Alien, Predator, I believe those properties are in some way connected to Warner Brothers, and that's why they were shoehorned into Mortal Kombat. And so that may be the reason. And again, I don't know. This is pure speculation. But if Hellboy is also a property that is under the Warner Brothers umbrellas in some way, shape, or form, that may have been the publisher saying, hey, we got this Hellboy movie coming out. Let's get Hellboy in this game to yeah. get some buzz. And again, if I were an Injustice fan, or even if you were like, Hey, Ethan, before the show, you wanna you want fire up some injustice? The first thing I would probably do is go and click on playing Hellboy. Like I think it's really cool. Yeah. But again, it still comes back to the heart of it's supposed to be a DC fighting game and the DLC isn't delivering characters from the DC universe.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we got uh, at least another DLC pack coming after this. You know, I was it's gonna huge- have
2: Reptile and then it's going to have Godzilla. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Full King size Godzilla, too. Yeah, just full like, size just, just just it. yeah, Godzilla. <sighs> and then it will also have um, a different Amazon from Wonder Woman. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Hellboy <laughs> is uh, Dark Horse Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So, I don't know. All right. Uh, next topic, though, one that is all close to our hearts and we love it so much. Break is back, baby. Break is back. Brink, Brink,
2: Brink, Brink, Brink. We're That's all right. playing. Move over Destiny 2. Get the hell out of the way. It's time for Brink. That's
0: right. Earlier this week, the 2011 competitive first-person shooter, Brink, became free Grim's to play. GOAT. <laughs> became, greatest game of all time. Became free to
2: play. The grimmest game of all time, the GOAT. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was announced only through a brief news post on Steam. But basically... Um, For those of you that don't understand Brink, Brink was a nightmare at launch. After reading this article, I I found a few pieces of interesting news that I was unaware of because at launch, this thing was terrible, and I gave up on it real quick. Just
2: like this podcast.
0: That's right. At (laughs) QuakeCon this weekend, um, Bethesda's vice president of marketing, Pete Hines, was asked uh, what fueled him to to make this decision, Uh, and his response was pretty simple, why not? I guess they put this uh, they put this game on sale for 99 cents. And then they sat back and they are like, why don't we just make it free? Like, why not? So they did. <laughs> so just make it free and let people download it and maybe they'll buy the DLC. Maybe they won't, but let's just try. Heinz um, basically went on to say that the game has been out for forever. How much money are we really going to make off a 99 cent sale? So the the other interesting thing is that they they decided to just put it for free and see what what people like um, and see if they would play it. Since it went free-to-play, Brink has seen a significant, if still modest, surge in player base, hitting a peak of 2,600 concurrent players the day the change was made.
2: That is significantly more than the grimmest game of all time, Battleborn.
0: Fact. The real GOAT. So, Brink wasn't well, very well received at launch. You can watch, uh, you, you can read almost anybody's review, um, and I think if you've listened to this podcast, you understand how much I hated this game to the point where Xander surprised me with a three dollar copy of it to set me off. But um, Heinz thinks it was left in a better state than people remember. Uh, it had its issues back when it launched, but I think. It, we updated it and got it to the point where it was fun and stable is what Heinz said. So, you know, um, he concluded by saying, I like trying stuff. I like catching people off guard. It's QuakeCon and we do fun stuff around QuakeCon. That's basically what Bethesda came out and said. Um, Why do
1: I feel like you're like Here's the show QuakeCon and they're doing like their big reveal, right? And then it's like, here's what's going on with this game and everybody's like, "Ah, here's what's going on with this game." And ah, and Break is free to play and there's like, like crickets. crickets. Yeah. <laughs> huh.
0: Someone in the someone in the back's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> but um you know, it's free. I, I'm willing because it's on Steam and we all we all play uh, some games on Steam now. I'm willing for us all to download it and, and, and I get to experience it with you for once. Pre-show
2: <laughs> next week. Yeah. We're all playing Brink. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Yes.
2: We're playing Brink <laughs> for the pre-show next week.
0: Absolutely. On, I mean, on
2: Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot wait.
0: All right.
1: You guys are
2: going to be fresh back from Boston, and I'm going to be like, time to play Brie.
0: We're going to (laughs) be like,
1: what
2: did we
0: get into? Yeah. Well, hey, again, if the patchwork had made it any better, the concept of the game is what made me buy it, you know? So... I've never played this game,
1: but just hearing your horror stories about it, I am glad that we'll be in Boston the weekend before to have that real big up before we have yeah, this yeah, down. Real low. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Twitch.tv/slash Gamezilla Podcast next Tuesday, which is the day after Labor Day.
0: Brink. Yep,
2: it's going down.
0: All right. Next topic we have is Secret of Mana remake announced for PC, PS4, Vita. Coming what? Next, coming next year. What's a Vita? It's uh, it's a dead handheld. All right. Square Enix has announced a full 3D remake of Secret of Mana uh, coming February 15th, 2018. So early next year. Uh, according to the announcement, Secret of Mana retains its long-held charm while incorporating improvements such as upgraded gameplay for modern platforms and a newly arranged musical score. Secret of Mana was originally released on the Super Nintendo in 1993 and follows main characters Randy, Prim, and Poppy. Popi? Popo? Popoi? poo I'm going to go Poo-poo. Uh, as a pre-order bonus for the new version, Square Enix is offering Mogul and Tiger costumes for all three heroes as DLC. Um, Secret of Man is a great game. I, I played like I never played it back in the day, but it was one of those games I, I acquired in my collection recently, and I heard so many good things about it because I did enjoy Legend of Mana on the PS1. Um, I went back and played it. It's it's a great, you know, solid RPG, and. This led me. The reason why I brought this article up is it's really cool news. I'm excited. February is not, you know, is so early 2018. I'm excited about that. And um, but the interesting piece, the follow up piece of this article was an additional article talking about how Square Enix Library has so many games worthy of remakes. And that's when people started talking about, obviously, full three D remakes of Chrono Trigger and and you know Legend of Mana and um, some of these, obviously, some of these older Final Fantasies, which we are getting, you know, like a Final Fantasy VII overhaul. But um, I think this is awesome. I think I think you know someone like Brick Bitch, who loves Chrono Trigger, but she won't necessarily go back and you know pull the Super Nintendo cartridge out and dust off the Super Nintendo and play it but the second it would hit as DLC on a PS4 she'd be all over it so and i think Square Enix is starting you know some of these companies are starting to realize this Square Enix being one of them that some of these old games are are you know they're classics now they're 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 goats for some people they are the greatest game for that particular person and that simply just a facelift is all it needs, and they can generate some more revenue off of something that's pre-existing, you know? Um, I think Sonic, Sonic Mania did a great example of that, of taking a bunch of old, you know, assets of Sonic and just kind of mashing it all together into what I would honestly call a masterpiece. It's a great game, you know? And for the price point, like, it's one of the best games of the year value-wise that's come out so far. And well, I'm talking to you, Milton Bradley. Marble Madness remake. <laughs> That's right. I found a Marble Madness game on the original Game Boy. I thought of you. I was like, huh? Oh, there was play a this. Marble
2: Madness on Game Boy?
0: Yeah. And do you have it? No, I didn't get it. It's up it's up at the the local retro shop. It's like three bucks, so it can't be any good, but you know. And you didn't get it for three dollars? I wasn't there I wasn't the one buying games that day for $3 that would have been on dead, dead it's a game of the year radar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're not <laughs> wrong. You're not wrong. I, I
2: I value value over quality all the time.
0: Yeah. So um pre- God, I don't buy that now. Previously Secret of Mana was re- was re-released on the iOS devices in 2010 as part of the um as well as part of the so far Japan only um collection for Nintendo Switch in 2017. The whatever and uh, Densetsu collection for Nintendo Switch in 2017. But um, yeah, it's going to be making its way to PS4 which then they said Vita obviously uh, cross, cross, cross play and uh, Steam but no Xbox. So pretty cool. I'm excited. I want more details. There is a trailer so you can watch that on our website. What is it? Uh, next topic, Life is Strange and Vampire developer partners with Bandai Namco for a new adventure game. So uh, Don't Nod Entertainment is partnering with Bandai Namco. And the game, uh, which has been in development since 2016, will feature a far, a, a fair close dose. Oh, sorry. A fair dose of investigation and take place in fictional U.S. city, according to uh, the developers. An official title, of available platforms, and a release date will be revealed when the game is officially announced, sometime in twenty eighteen. But the screenshots that we're getting look—they look interesting. It looks cool. They—they um, they, the big news here is that ba- Bandai Namco teaming up with this company. This is kind of um, a move by Bandai Namco that they're they're looking to partner with third party companies uh, to build new IPs. They want they want a large chunk of their of their growth in the following years to be these long-term partnerships with a few studios that they pick out and don't not is the first uh, is the first company that they're going to be teaming with which they said, after, you know, was a a rough diamond, and then Life is Strange happened, and it gained a lot of popularity. And they believe that that it's the right time now to team up with this company, um, and, and make something new. Yeah. And when you think of Bandai Namco, you know they have an IP list of all sorts of cool things. So what they can do with it down the road, I know this is a new, you know, new IP. But again, teaming up with a company like this grants you potentially access to characters that. You know, otherwise you'd never be able to make a game about. So, I'm super pumped because
1: it says it is going to be an investigation um, type of game. So, Life is Strange is just awesome on that level. Like the storyline and the mm-hmm. the search and find type of aspect of that game was just phenomenal. So, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to put together here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Next topic: Fallout Four VR, Doom VFR, and Skyrim VR all have release dates kind of so again happening happening at QuakeCon, uh doom vfr skyrim vr and fallout vr will all be released in the final two months of 2017 so uh, skyrim vr will be released on ps playstation vr on november 17th doom vf are, will be released on both PlayStation VR and HTC Vive December 1st, and Fallout 4 will follow on December 12th. But will at launch, will only be available on the HTC Vive. No. Uh, though Bethesda noted it is looking to support as many platforms as possible following the initial releases that it, that it gave uh, at QuickCon. So... Um, this is just a little bit of VR news for for we, we know we have a fan base that are that are interested in the VR technology uh, we haven't heard great things about Skyrim VR besides it, it, I guess it looks very rough um, doesn't seem finished but again I thought doom in VR and, and the fallout VR modes seemed more promising and obviously updated um, uh, design um, engines that they're running on so Hopefully those those will be a little bit better, but it is interesting to see that Bethesda looks like without coming out and saying it that maybe they have some time exclusive contracts with certain IPs with HTC versus PlayStation, and then having a third one that is for both. So I think I think that's more or less what's going on. It's like yeah, it's going to launch on HTC Vive, Fallout 4 will, but you know maybe in three months it'll come out on other stuff. Good. So we'll see. Um, other than that, I have one last topic I want to focus on, and that is Player unknown Battlegrounds has done something pretty impressive. And I feel like we keep saying that every week, but it, it seems like every week they break a record. But they, uh, they did something that they can't beat, really, besides just staying there longer now, and that is simply became the most popular concurrent crown on Steam. That means the most current, like concurrent players, people online playing a game all at the same time. Number one, it dethroned Dota 2. Uh, at that point, it had server problems <laughs> and went down. Right. But it did it. Um, so yeah, the the brief window of dominance was was sadly followed by some server downtime. But that didn't stop PUBG from overtaking Dota 2 again this morning. Uh, this achievement comes shortly after a tease of a new map by the series creator and a reveal that the game has passed the eight million sales mark, which we talked about uh, in a previous show. So, yeah, this is—I think the reason why I brought this up is it's cool, but I really think we are looking at a at the next. This is the next game, when you when we talk Steam, when we talk PC, and we and we already kind of know that. But I mean, but, but what I mean by that is like. It will get to that point that it will stay above Dota, and you know that's that's super impressive. It's really never been done um, by a game that wasn't from Steam, it wasn't from Valve. I should say, sorry. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's an accomplishment for a game that is still not out yet. It's still a pre-release. It's still still a beta. And it's taken over the number one spot multiple times, um, periodically. So, very cool. Congrats, congrats to player player unknown battlegrounds. And I think, like I said, it, we're only going to see it grow. We're only going to see it improve. I want it to. I hope it. I hope it grows huge because
1: it is a game that I would love to cover in uh, my esports segment.
0: Uh, it's definitely it tre- it's definitely trending that. that way. It's definitely trending that way, and and clearly the professional esports teams are recognizing it. So we'll we'll keep we'll continue to monitor PlayerUnknown's Success story and uh, keep bringing you these these news articles. But that's uh, that was our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Visit our Facebook page Motor City Gaming and continue the conversation on our Discord. Explanation point Discord in the Twitch chat anytime we're live. Otherwise, just head on over to MotorCityGaming.com and click that button right on the homepage. All right, well, every, like, like every week, we have to tell you about some games that you might want or not. So hit it, Ethan. It's time for the must, and fight
1: this evil must or Bust.
0: Must or Bust? That's right. I have five games for you this week. We're going to go through them. The first one, of course. No to all of them. Big boy Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle for the Nintendo Switch coming out August 29th, running you $49.99. Except for that one. That's a must. This is a must uh, if you are into that tactical turn-based game. I think this will be that game that can even attract people that maybe... Fade away from that that style of, of gameplay. I for one have never really gotten into that, and I want to pick this game up. I, I it looks fun. It looks interesting enough that I want to maybe see if it's something that grabs me. Um, it'll
1: it'll allow me to pick my Switch back up. That's right. I'm talking to you. You Splatoon have Sonic. 2.
0: You have Sonic. I got, it for my, I got it for PS4 though. Oh, did you? I yeah. didn't know. That. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, never mind. So. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so that's coming out August 29th. I think it's a must if you're if you're a Switch owner. It's the next big title that you're looking to add to your library, and it's gonna hold you over until Paken or um, Mario Odyssey comes out. So next game is Absolver for the PS4 Xbox One PC, and that's August 29th as well. $29.99. Absolver is an interesting fighting game. It's uh it's more like a For Honor style fighter, but it's brutal in the sense that you have to chain combo everything you do. This is not this game, I don't feel is for everyone, but it looked interesting because the chain combos that you can build are all based off of cards. So you have to earn the cards and then build out your fighter by sequencing these cards. So you're creating your own combos, which I thought was pretty cool. It's not some pre-existing stuff like how do I Hadouken or how do I you know how do I throw scorpion spear you know um, any of that stuff. So, it's uh, it looks promised It looks really interesting. If you're into fighting games, I think it's something that's gonna be fun. And
2: oh, I remember this. I think from E3. You did. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this game does look cool. Yep. Yeah.
0: And the ability to really customize your fighter, like you get to build your fighter in the style that you want. That I think is the piece that makes us unique.
2: I think this is a game I would like. Yeah, I really do.
0: And and it's a thirty dollar you know thirty dollar investment, not a full price game. Yeah. So again, it's something that I think uh, is is it's up there. I think it's a it's a must for 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 most people.
1: I I can't get behind it.
0: Well, you it, hate it, fighting it, games, so it, 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 it's okay.
1: Yeah, and I think for me, the you building don't like of, fun. It's okay. The building, you're a terrible of person. God. It's okay. <laughs> the building of my fighter would be super interesting, and I would like. Love the shit out of it, and then when I actually had to fight them, I'd be like, "This is nothing like no, I had planned would, and envisioned in my you head." Know what it be, right?
0: my he'd <laughs> head. F- f- somehow he'd build his fighter out where he his fighter has to stand on a pillar above everybody and solo the game oh, without, without fighting anyone. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, his fighter would
2: actually just quickly construct an elevator and ascend yeah. straight to the. Because
0: see why the reason another reason why I think this would be cool if if multiple people pick it up is that it is. Multiplayer, where yes, you could fight each other, but you could fight together through the game. Oh man! And
2: what platform is this on?
0: Uh, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Mm, yeah, I,
2: I might be giving this one a look yeah. uh, it, when I have a little bit of a gap in the budget. Yep.
0: So, uh, next game is one another one we saw at E3. Windjammers is finally hitting the store. It's a must. I mean, this this game is going to be a blast. It's the PS4 and the Vita, and uh, August. It's coming out August 29th. Price is to be determined because it hasn't hit the the app the DLC store yet, the PlayStation store. But I mean, I think you're looking at like a ten to fifteen dollar game. I if,
2: mean, it's a game about jamming. Yeah. We know how I am about disc jam, so yeah. Win Jammer probably got to play it.
0: Jammer is what when when disc jam was free to play and, and that I was like losing his mind about it. I thought that it was this game, and I was so excited. And then I and then disc jam wasn't and. I lost all hope to humanity because you how, how much you like this game.
2: I like disc jam. I but still. But looks hot.
0: Looks great. Looks like a lot of fun.
2: I mean, it looks it looks like a simmer where disc jam's a straight boil.
0: <laughs> no, Next, might be a diarrhea
2: boil, but it's my diarrhea boil. Windjammer,
0: gonna be gonna be on the cheap, and I think it's a must if you're looking for that fun arcade frisbee golf disc weird volleyballish game. I, and
2: unless you already have Disc Jam, then don't buy it and play the free game Disc d- Jam. Don't
0: do that. Don't listen to him. Yeah, listen to me. Next is game Life is Strange Before the Storm, episode 1, coming out for PS4, Xbox One, PC August 31st for 16.99. This is the prequel. It's going to be 3 episodes. 16.99 gets you all 3. Episode 1 comes out the 31st. And, uh, yeah, it's basically, it takes place before yeah. what you've, you know, if you've played the, the first Life is Strange, um, following a lot of the characters that you're familiar with from the, the first game. Um, and, you know, if you're into that storytelling, telltale feel, it's, um, you know, it's it's a must because Life yeah. is Strange was Life great. Life is Strange was great.
1: Yeah, so. And without giving it away, it's like you're looking for people in Life is Strange, so now you get actually, like, see what it was like to interact with those people
0: yeah yeah it's it's cool uh, and then the last last game I brought up here is one that I don't have uh, a lot about but it's uh, a Kawama and that is for the PS4 August 29th for 29.99 this is technically a it's a HD remake of the very first game so uh, Yakuza... I think it's Yakuza. Zero came out earlier this year, and that was a new game. This is a prequel. This is the first game, just HD remake, because the first game came out years ago. Um, It looks great. And from from what we've seen is if you're looking for that 3D um, action platformer brawler type game, it looks cool. Plus what they're saying is that because of this HD remake, they've added more storytelling to it, so it actually smooths out the story and makes more sense than it originally did so they've actually added some some new content to it so if you're if that if you're a fan of that ip you're gonna be able to pick that up on the 29th and that's muster bust this week so um i'm excited i got a couple on there that i want to pick up and and uh and play so yeah that's uh that's what I got if you uh, if you have any games that I missed or you got something new that you're playing and you want to uh, tell people about it's it's a discord that's where we do it every day gamers around the world talking video games every day it's free join it today I got nothing else I think it's uh, time for email
2: the FBI has just sent a letter to game okay, informing them. That they have discovered new emails
0: downloading games emails from info at motorcitygaming.com okay Jesse Fiddle your games mailbox is up to date that's right you write them we read them and we read them better than Jazzy fiddle does because we're the best and Jazzy's second best nah, actually Jazzy's third best because dead second best not
2: at reading though even at reading. <laughs>
0: really? I <laughs> thought Jazzy and I were pretty, pretty gridlocked
2: at illiteracy.
0: I listened to the esports section as I tried to fix our live stream this week, and I can tell you, you outperformed Jazzy Fiddle in his premium position. It's like that, like that's the one thing that he can like talk off his ass about, and he still fumbled.
2: But there was no reading required.
0: Right, but you read. You read also, I was stuff. super excited.
2: I read all those
1: notes. Yeah. all the notes. So, I, I was super to. excited, which makes me really nervous, so then it makes it hard for me to talk. Kinda like when he talks about dish jam.
2: <laughs> I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. I am I am bold and I am true when it comes to disc jam. Uh Jazzy reminds me of Roxy the Dog. Fair. Yeah. The little wiener dog yes. that every time you, you every time you touch it it literally pisses on you. Yeah,
0: it wants to be pet, but then you pet and it pisses. So then you can't pet it. So the thing it wants the most, (laughs) it can't get. Because
2: piss is on you.
0: (laughs) Roxy. Shout out Roxy. (laughs) Co-host Roxy Fiddle. (laughs)
1: Well, our first email is from Sci-Fi AJ. He's just
0: defeated. Listen to him. He just wants to read his goddamn email. <laughs> right.
1: Sci-Fi AJ, instead of reading your question, I'm going to ask you a question on this week's show. Will you be my new best friend? <laughs> I hope the answer is yes, because I just lost two on this show. <laughs> the his question is, what is the greatest $1 value menu item currently in the game? Easy. Potato
0: Rito Taco Bell. Ooh, Ooh. I haven't
2: had it yet. So because I haven't had it, I have to say Beefy Frito Burrito. That's a good option, but the
0: Potato Rito is so good right now. I want
2: to have it. My diet ends in 48 hours.
0: Bad news. The Potato Rito ends in 47 hours. (laughs) You could buy it and then hold off for an hour.
2: Oh, good idea. And then just
0: nuke
1: it.
2: Yeah okay, I might yeah.
1: have to do there it. There you go, there you go, there you go. Thinking out,
0: thinking, thinking fast, yeah. fast thinking right now. Roxy there. fiddle, yeah. you Ro- redeemed
1: yourself. You're well, you're
2: well. I was about to piss myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, it's actually the uh, potato burrito, <laughs> or the potato, potato taco. Oh. Potato taco, a taco ball. I love those, but they have this like spicy sauce in there, and it not good for the anus.
0: It's great for the anus. I don't care how it comes out, it's still great. <laughs> so good that yeah. taco. It potato rito, I think might have the same sauce. Just so you know. It, yeah. I think it does. I feel like Taco that Bell's the only one delicious.
2: who still has, like, an honest dollar menu that's worth a damn. Everyone else's dollar menu gone to hell.
0: Yeah. Inflation. Pretty, yeah. Pretty, I mean, some of them, they're gone. They completely got rid of the yeah. dollar menu. So, but yeah. Uh, Taco Bell across the board. Look at that. See, for me, it was
1: about to be the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger from Wendy's, but Respectful. that's now a $1.29. Yeah. It's no longer, yeah. like, the $1 menu.
0: Yeah. I used to like getting the uh, dollar menu... Um, Roast beef sandwiches from Arby's. The the slider. The sliders. They don't even have a dollar menu anymore. I was like, "Oh yeah, do you have the dollar menu?" They're like, "No, we got rid of our dollar menu." It's like, "Oh,
2: man, they they (laughs) they get uppity at Arby's. They're just bringing. We got the meat. Well." We ain't got enough money for the meat, so that's
0: right. you keep sit god- on it, Harvey. Keep
2: your goddamn meat. Yeah, we're going to Taco Bell to eat ground-up cardboard and bugs.
1: <laughs> Hell well, yeah.
2: Because we all know that's all you can afford for a dollar. With potatoes, of course. Yeah,
0: of course. It's yeah, delicious. Fake-ass fake potatoes, of course.
2: Cockroach meat. That's succulent cockroach
1: <laughs> meat. Yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> Thank you for the question, Sci-Fi. Our next question comes from Test. With Ubisoft and Nintendo coming together to create the XCOM-like strategy game Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle and rumors of a studio that created Skywim working on a game set in the Game of Thrones universe, what other game-slash-media crossovers would you like to see? I would like to see the Overwatch universe blended into uh. the lore-fueled RPG similar to similar to the tales of oh yeah symphonia is that, Could, how say yep. that? you nailed it you nailed it good a job series with a full roster of conditionally obtainable party members shout out to the heroes in game of thrones wishing they had a few trap cards ready for the
0: blue eyes white dragon <laughs> <laughs> absolutely test uh, no spoilers just yet but uh, if you haven't heard then you're probably going to see it on social media any minute Yesterday. now. Um, so I, I, I love the Overwatch idea. The only thing about Overwatch is that it was supposed to be an RPG. supposed to be right. an MMO RPG. It was supposed to replace World of Warcraft and it was called Titan. That's where Overwatch came from. So I mean, like, I kind of, like, I, I side with him, but I almost want them to, to revisit Titan. Like, resurrect it, take the success from Overwatch, and try to build Titan, and then integrate the two. So you have Overwatch on a competitive... Like, example, um, World of Warcraft, right? You could play missions, you have stories, you have raids, you have all this stuff. But there's PvP zones that you can go in and just Mm -hmm. fight each other to the death, which is pretty much what Overwatch is, right? So, I don't know, I think Overwatch can still be a standalone, but I think it'd be cool where if it could get integrated back into the, the world, and because Overwatch has been trying it's best to tell us a story that does interest us. We are, we do, we do connect to these characters and we do care about the lore to the point where we go watch animated shorts that you produce to the point where we go read things. When we sit over here and bitch about grimoire cards from destiny, like we care enough about these characters that are shallow in my opinion, because it's how much can you really tell? Like take that and build something else. Take that and tell us to like, let us go fight the war. Let us go fight these battles that have created these super villains and superheroes of Overwatch. I think that would be fantastic in an RPG setting. I really like that answer for him. And the Game of Thrones news coming from a Skyrim um, developer is, uh, yeah, that could be great. I mean, you know, obviously, movie movie games and, and TV games um, haven't had the best track record, but at least these would be teams, the, the the right teams joining forces to try to create something like Insomniac's doing with Spider-Man on the PS4.
2: Anyway, I
0: just wanted to get one more in there.
2: <laughs> Dangerous.
0: Uh, and then, um, just a confession moment, I've never played XCOM. Has anybody else here never played XCOM? You know, it's available on Humble Bundle for like a dollar for the next, like, hour. I've noticed that, like, XCOM is, like, a big deal and I guess I always looked at XCOM I, I thought it was <laughs> confession time I thought it was something completely different I thought it was like kind of like a Saints Row type game oh really but with like aliens and marines but kind of like ridiculous like I never I guess I never paid attention to what XCOM was so yeah um like I'm still very interested in in Mario plus Rabbids, and the fa- and it's actually made me look more into like you said uh, since you've just been looking, uh, look more into what XCOM's all about.
1: If the m- movie series Dragonheart. And <laughs> next, clearly, I want to see where he's
2: going. <laughs> yeah. Dragonheart is great.
1: <laughs> I love the first Dragonheart. Sean Connery voicing and then, Dragon. <laughs> and then when they rebirth the film twice, horribly, I feel like if they're gonna take the time to rebirth the awesome film that was Dragonheart and make two sequels that are god awful, they should just rise scalebound from the ashes and create it
0: with Dragonheart. Yeah. First of all, first of all, let's let's teach you a little thing about movies, okay? Dragon Heart Two and Three, th- they weren't reborn, they weren't anything. It was two asshats that made movies. They had dragons in them, and they were like, "How much money would it be to to be able to name this Dragon Heart just so that more people will watch it?" Like, that's what happens, man. And you got me. It's like, yep. you know, it's like I watched all three of them. It's like War of the Worlds, right? Comes out and everyone's like losing their mind in this reboot. And then right with it, if you go into Blockbuster at the time, you had World of World of the Wars, right? It was just, like, it was just flipped. And it was like some half-assed B, B film that. Was just hoping that God people would get confused. Let, let's not forget. Store. Let's not forget. Let me
2: run down a few other ones. Terminators yeah. came, out yep. Terminator Transmorphers Transmorphers, yep. came out at the same Terminator Salvation. Transmorphers. came out at the same Asylum Films is the company that does this. <laughs> yeah, um, I own. I own no. a copy. I own a copy of Snakes on a Train, which came out one day. Exactly one day before Snakes on a Plane. It, it, it That means that they're like, like the trailer for Snakes on a Plane came out, and they're like, oh man, we can throw together a movie in three weeks and get it out on DVD before this actually comes out. Uh, so I own Snakes on a Train. It was a gift. This is also the same studio that originally brought us the masterpiece, the cinema masterpiece. This is Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yeah.
1: um, I like those movies. I'm like, the worse they are, the better. So, like, huge fan of, like, Sharknado and all of these really, really bad movies. They really, they they have a place in my heart. I really love them. However, there was a movie that you had told me about that I watched that fits right into this category that we're talking about that I could not sit through. It was that bad. What was it? Atlantic Rim. Oh,
2: you watched. That? <laughs> you tried watching. It, it was oh. great. <laughs> that was this. so. Awful. Oh, I'm so excited that you tried watching. <laughs> I Black did. Rim. I gave it
1: such a. I was like, man, I got to sit
0: through this. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I could not sit through that movie. Though I do, I do believe Scalebound has could be something that that resurrects itself. I think Platinum Games, you know, showed glimpses of something that looked really cool, and it just got lost. They know? also show
2: glimpses of things that look like a Diary mess that I didn't want to play.
0: It's true, from the same IP, but again, I look at Platinum Games in the sense of Bayonetta, Transformers Devastation, Turtles in Manhattan, or, yeah, Turtles in Manhattan, or not, Ma- Mutants in Manhattan? Mutants in Manhattan, and, you know, like, a lot of the things, like, honestly, everything they touch is, is at least decent, if not good, and so... I just wonder where this this particular IP went wrong because the first glimpse we got of it seemed amazing, and then it just went downhill. So what what transpired that caused this shift?
2: My quick answer, yeah, I want Santa Monica Studios, uh, famed for um, God of War, God of War. I want them to make a game. Oh, and the
0: Order eighteen eighty six. Don't forget about that game.
2: I want them to make. Order 1886 with Jazzy in it. Now, I want them to make uh, a God of War-style game starring Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight is a <laughs> – like, he's brutal. He's down to kill some dudes. And I think you could have really fun upgrading his abilities and just doing a fun combo-chaining him uh, up with Moon Knight. So I think that'd be a fun Marvel crossover game there. There you go. You tied me over till Spider-Man. There so, you,
0: sorry. <laughs> Thank you Thank
1: you for the question, Tess. Next question, 5 Mile Rick. With the recent flip of a copy of Pokemon Platinum I bought for $2 at a garage sale. Well, my girlfriend bought it at a garage sale. Then I flipped it for $37.40 at a GameStop. What is the best flip you guys have ever flipped? Could be anything, not just gaming related. Also, shout out to Buttmaster Caleb for being a frugal genius.
0: Man, the best flip I've ever it's had. It's tough
2: because Grim literally flips everything.
0: It is true. For me,
1: I went to Pirani's Hockey World.
2: <laughs> I like where this is
1: going. <laughs> and there was a Warrior stick that was originally a... F- if anybody has played hockey or knows somebody that plays hockey, it's expensive as fuck. These sticks cost $400, and I would break two in a season. Like, Super expensive. So I can't afford $400 for, you know, a stick in a season. So I would wait till I get like the two years ago model, and they'd be like 60 bucks. And I was like, all right, yeah, this is sweet. So I bought two of them because they were only $60, so I'd have a backup stick. And uh, I let a buddy of mine on my hockey team use it one time, and he's like, man, I love this stick. How much is it? And I, I of course, was like, man, this is like the newest Warrior. It was like 3 Oh, you're <laughs> shitty. You're shitty. And I ended up, like, selling it to him. I I was convincing him, like, hey, I'm, man, I'm going to sell this to you for a good deal. It's going to be like one fifty. And then finally, the my better judgment got the better of me. Like the more, <laughs> the morals came in. I was like, "All right, man, <laughs> <It's laughs> 100 hundred." It's not morals. It's not morals. Selling it
0: for hundred bucks when he could have got it for sixty. So Jazzy's a scam artist. What about scam you? Artist what about you? For sure? It's
2: tough because I'm trying to think about. I'm a hoarder. I don't sell or trade anything.
0: I mean, I think your best one probably is uh, Bomberman.
2: I did trade in Bomberman. Because that was your Man. first
0: game you've ever traded in? <laughs>
2: I've, yeah, first game I've ever traded in. And so, I mean, I turned it for $22 um, after I paid 40 for it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in my life that I've ever, like, sold off for money. Your soul. No, I'm a ginger. Never had one. Um...
0: You think I got? I got. I don't think I've sold. I them. got a cup. I got two answers. So like, I'm gonna go. My video game one. One of my best like flips would be a garage sale find of um, some SNES NES games complete in the box that I had already. Right. Uh, so they ended up being duplicates, and we were heading to PAX South this year or one of our trips. I just, I just, I didn't have the time to to individually sell them on Instagram to like the retro community or or to uh, on eBay or wherever. So I took them up to uh, our local retro shop, and I don't normally do that ever, right? I don't, but I did this time, expecting I was gonna get you know like I don't know two hundred fifty bucks. Like I was like, it's not what I want. I know I could get more, but that's two fifty I could take on the trip, and I came back with five hundred and eighty five dollars. Cash. So mind you, if I took the credit, it would have been even more than that. Mm-hmm. But I took five eighty five, and I think those games cost me. The box was twenty bucks from that from that garage sale. So you're talking about five hundred and sixty dollar flip. Um. So there's that for the gaming side, and then my I think my, I think my best thing, and this isn't really like a flip, but it's kind of like a. <laughs> I had a teacher contact me. And they wanted to do this project with students. And they wanted to put me in a helicopter and take pictures of, you know, 3,000 students standing on a football field spelling out letters. And I, I, you know, I was like, it sounds like a big deal to them. It sounds like they got a decent budget. And I just threw a number out there. And it was, and, and it was a two-piece project. I was like, you know, five grand. And they took it. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, sweet. This, this is actually, like, a project I want to do. It's going to be fun. So that was the thing. I got paid to go up in a helicopter with my own camera gear that I already own and take pictures of all these students standing as I, as I hung out of a helicopter. So for me, I was playing. This is what I would have done, for, like, you know, realistically, I would have done this for free if I was given the opportunity. So that's probably like the biggest swing where I felt like there was little to no work. Like I literally delivered part of that, part of that project. There was work, but that particular piece of the project, I literally delivered what they wanted the same day once I landed and went home. So I like that was one of my favorite moments with a camera. You know, working, and it was just like to me. It was like I got to have a blast. I got I got a once in a lifetime opportunity, and I got paid for it. So it was you know nothing. I did nothing that I wouldn't have done, for for a a big chunk of money. And your favorite song of all time came from that. No, no, that's not uh, same project. It's always a good time. That's a different project. Same project. No, dead. You're, I thought. You're a, all dead to me. I
2: thought of something. I won a hundred and fifty dollar golf bag at you know what? a company I Christmas it, I, party. Know what?
0: I take it back. Uh, that that project is the bane of my existence because <laughs> of that other part. It's not. It's not worth a damn dime. I uh, I won
2: a hundred fifty dollar <laughs> golf bag and then didn't need to. Uh, christmas shop for my father-in-law there so that's there 150 and fifty-dollar bone you know just straight
0: up like i did that same thing at that same party i won a 125 and twenty-five-dollar spa gift card i was like here babe i got you a surprise <laughs> my oh. wife i was like go treat yourself you oh, deserve man. it definitely and she's like where the hell did you get this i was like i want it <laughs> she's <laughs> like you'd never buy me a spa gift card i'm like damn
2: it well that was like when al hustled to win me like 400 $50 worth of GoPro equipment. Yeah. And she's like giving it to me. I was like, what? You didn't buy all this, did you? She's like, No, I won it. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at first, you're like, I am going to murder you. Well, at
2: the time, we were engaged. So it was still kind of like, Whoa, this is too much gift. And, I, and she's like, Oh, I won it in like a raffle. And I was like, This is the best gift ever.
1: Huh. Thank so, you for the question, Fabio. Yeah. Our last question is from Brick and Mortar. Gamezilla Dudes, is Mario plus Rabbids going to be the start of something beautiful, or will it just end up being flash in the pan? Follow-up question, what is the origin of the phrase flash in the pan? Sincerely, no Sincerely, your fan and favorite type of building material, brick and mortar. It's probably from, like, MasterChef or something like
2: that. Well, it actually just dates back to, you know, when you... Quickly throw hot oil in the pan and it bursts into into fire and creates a flash to tell that your pan is hot. No,
0: it came from the TV show. It came from the TV show.
1: (laughs) Um, I think it's when uh, DC's The Flash fights Peter Pan.
0: Oh, that's a good call. I actually thought it was that time I exposed myself at a children's (laughs) play of Peter Pan. (laughs) and then I wins. He's also going to jail. Yep. I didn't do that.
2: It's just comedy, he it. he okay? He did it. He did it. I didn't, I didn't. 100% did it. I was also a child, so it wasn't a crime.
0: No, no he did it. <laughs> um, I didn't
2: expose myself anywhere other than the playground when I was in the first grade. It's the only time I remember doing that.
0: It's a good question, though. I think, this, it, I think it's hard to make this call because this is the Ubisoft-Nintendo collaboration, and do we see more flexibility from Nintendo down the road with other companies using their using their IPs because of the success of this game or do we see them you know fall back into their ways where they you know they make their games with their with their characters and no one else touches them you know I I hate to say this but I don't have a ton of faith in Ubisoft recently with with some of their mistakes they've made so it very well could be a you know a flash in the pan like I I don't like saying that because I am excited for this game, but I don't know if this is gonna open up Nintendo's doors and they're like, let's work with everyone. I I just both of these companies don't. It just it just doesn't seem like that's what's gonna happen. It's it's upsetting as it is because I thought this was unique. You know this is unique. It's something like Mario running around with a gun is not normal. <laughs> so it's it's. Going to be interesting because we're going to see these characters kind of portrayed in a slightly different way than we're used to. I'd like to see more of that, but I don't know if it'll happen. I really, I kind of side more on the it won't happen. What do you guys think?
1: I can't think of it in any other way aside from Ethan flashing somebody in a Peter <laughs> Pan play <laughs> yeah, now. That's true. You kind of ruined so, it. Uh, so, in that up. case, let's just say that, yeah, none of this should ever happen. <laughs> I concur. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a real answer or no? Uh, My thoughts are pretty much right on yours. Like Ubisoft is really sketchy for me right now as well. So uh, I'm excited to play this game and I don't want, I honestly don't really don't want to think about it until after I play the game because the game looks really cool. And I think that the, the
0: concept of it is going to be a lot of fun to play. So I think that's it. I, I can't really make I want to play this game right. and, and then my hands-on will will I'll be able to answer this better. I just right now I want to side with the negative side. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna disagree with you guys. Of course a- you are. And I am going to say that what this is, is it's a show of things to come for the Switch, and it is a way that Nintendo is going to continue to grow the third party support. On their platform is by maybe being a little bit looser with their intellectual properties to get these developers into the Nintendo Fold and loyal to the Nintendo brand and bringing their games to their system. I I think it's a great move to build a stronger relationship between Nintendo and Ubisoft, and I think that they may make the move to continue to do that with other reputable studios to br-
0: you know bring them in. I I think it would be a smart move. I I, I totally agree with you i think the problem comes with what happens when we all go pick up this game in the next week and it is a disaster we we know that nintendo likes to go back into their shell and hide and make their own stuff that they believe is you know better than anything else so like i i agree if it comes out and it's um You know, and we, like I said, I get to play it and I enjoy it, and that's, and that's, and most people do, then that's great. I think that's what needs to happen if, if you're going to get that Nintendo being more open with their characters. But my concern is the other side, the third party realizing what Nintendo is doing, realizing how hard it is for Nintendo just to allow this. You know, it's like, it's like that friend, you know, right? That's like, you play tabletop card games with them or something, and they, they own every damn game. And it's like, you're you're sitting there, and you're kind of like flexing a card, and they're sweating over there because you're flexing their card. They're like, oh, my God. Like, don't put a crease in it. Like, like they, they want to play these games with everyone, but they can't, they hate letting other people touch their things, right? And it's it, that's what Nintendo reminds me of, is that they want, of course they want third-party support. Of course they want people to create things using their IPs, which makes less effort for them but at the same time they're so damn scared to do it and i think it's almost a double double like edge sword for them where they're scared to do it because they don't want their quality of their characters and their quality of their ips to drop i think they're also partially scared because they don't want someone to take their ip and do a better job than they can mm-hmm. like those are those yeah, would be two they don't thing- want
1: people flexing their cards
2: you know it's true. It, I understand. You know I don't. It's like have I you, have a game called Dealer's Choice it's no, from I the 1970s, it. and it's a used car board game. And if people flex my cards, I don't care if you're a toddler. I want to deck you in the head. Yeah. Well, it's. Like I this, thought
1: it was
0: a perfect comparison because Nintendo was a card company, you know? I mean, it's the same thing. Like you've like for me, I all my games. <laughs> All my games get put in back in their cases, right? I don't like leaving my discs out. Some people leave all their discs lay out all over the table, and I'm like, and and. My wife does it, and I'll, like, take her damn- She's a bad person. I'll take her disc, and I'll find the case, and I'll put it in there, and I'll set it right where she had the disc sitting. And she'll be like, why'd you do that? I'm like, because I don't want the disc out. Like, it just bugs me. Like, what happens is the cat jumps up there and, like, decides to, like, scratch it or some shit. Like, you know, like, like, why? Like, why is it out in the first place? It comes in the case for a reason, you know? So, like, I'm that way in that sense, but- yeah, you know, that's, that's how I that's how I view Nintendo. They're they, they want to open up, but at the same time there's there's some issues with it. It sounds like they have some city. I wouldn't have any clue what that's like. Nothing. Nothing at all. All right. Well, that's episode one hundred and seventy one of the GameZill podcast. And um, if you want to continue the talk, if you want to talk about these topics and much more, join the Discord at MotorCityGaming.com. right on the homepage, click that button. It's free. Talk with, talk with gamers across the world every day right on motorcitygaming.com's Discord channel.
2: If you have a Facebook.com profile, we would love for you to like Motor City Gaming and join the Gamezilla facebook group it is a private group you just search it you ask to be let in we'll let you in the only reason we have that closed off is just so we can monitor who's coming in and going out and that way we don't have people posting stupid ads and crap in our community uh so again Gamezilla, search it on facebook we know you have a facebook profile if you say you don't you're lying so join our group you know who
1: else has a group the legend of retro podcast so you could join their group as well and listen to them on Thursdays. All the great places that you listen to us.
0: Yep, and then we have the Gamezilla Alpha sh- uh, podcast. Sorry, Gamezilla Alpha. Nice. It's a podcast. It is a podcast, indeed. <laughs> and that airs every Sunday in all the great places that we already throw our other podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play and of course bordercitygaming.com. That is your topic show. We pick one big topic for the week and we focus an hour long show about it. Last week was what, Jazzy? I don't even remember. I know it's
2: about YouTube hating gamers. Yes.
0: That's right. I didn't know. It. I was just that was testing that Deadite. Yeah. It was a it was a good episode. I really liked that one. Yeah. So. Um, this so. week pff,
1: LCS Springs Championship. This week oh, might simply just be
0: our final, our uh, final fantasy football uh, draft. Bum-ba-da-da. It's very possible that our health show might just be our draft. Ooh, I'm in. Yeah, um, I will be commentating the whole thing.
1: Jazzy's mic will be muted the whole time.
0: <laughs> exactly. I will do a great job, nonetheless. <laughs> All right, well, we want to thank uh, the Detroit Beard Collective once again for sponsoring this episode of the GameZilla Podcast. Remember to use the code MCGAMING to save 20% on all your beard grooming orders over $25. Anything else anybody uh, want to plug?
2: Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Every dollar you contribute helps us grow this show, grow the community, reach more people, and... Another important thing you can do to help this show grow, like, subscribe, share on wherever you get your podcast. write us a review. Uh, It helps us in the analytics, helps
0: more people discover GameZilla. Right now is the perfect time with Patreon. September is right around the corner, and the beginning of the month, we are launching new perks, updated perks, so you'll want to uh, jump in right at the beginning so you can take advantage of all these new services, new products, things coming your way. All right, well, uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. Uh, Just remember, we are the elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game 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 on. on. Hey.
1: Hey, you. I got to go, man. Are you still listening? I have to go. I'm accepting applications for new friends. I'm not listening to you anymore. You're not my friend. I'm talking to the people.